You're listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also listen to on the web at cortezcurrents.ca. There was zoning meeting for an additional three buildings on the Treatum Ventures property at 1062 Seascape Road in Manson's Landing was held Thursday. This would bring the total number of buildings on this 82-acre property to eight, with an additional cabin. Between 25 and 30 people attended the in-person component of this meeting, and an unknown number connected through the internet or by phone. One had reservations, and another said she was basically in favor, but had concerns. Six speakers all spoke in favor of the proposed zoning amendment. Two of the regional directors attending virtually had questions, and the meeting was chaired by Cortez Island Regional Director Noba Anderson. Two of the developers spoke first. Amy Robertson said, I would like to respectfully acknowledge the territory in which we are gathered today as the ancestral, unceded homelands of the Clahoos, Pomalco, and Klamath First Nations. I first came to Cortez in 1998, and I very quickly met people who had moved around every year to unable to find stable housing, much less buy property. That hasn't changed. Today, I am here to listen to the Cortez community voice its support and concerns about zoning the property I live on with four other households called Treatum, which was purchased in 1999. The current zone for this 82-acre parcel allows five house sites and a guest cabin. The OCP, which was drafted in 2012, proposes that this parcel be zoned for eight house sites, and that is the density that we're looking for with this application. My landholders and I share in the stewardship of this mostly forested lot. We are guided by a 35-page agreement that helps us navigate living in harmony with each other and in harmony with the land. It's a living document reviewed annually for the past 20 years and has been shared with many groups and individuals that pursue land sharing. We have covenanted 40 acres on the west end of the parcel and have placed covenants on the two acres of bluff adjacent to Hanks Beach. Those covenants encompass half of Treatum's waterfront, which is comparable in size to that of the Hanks Beach Park, provides access trails, and ensures that a house will never be built there. We would like the opportunity to welcome three more local families to join us in sharing the responsibility that comes with land stewardship, and therefore we are applying that the community land stewardship zone be provided to us. The first of the land partners that live on the property were Bill Wheeler and Mary Claire Preston in 2000 and Mary Claire would like to take a moment to share her story. So my name is Mary Claire Preston. I live at 1062 Seascape Road with my son partners and my husband Bill. I've lived on Cortez since 1995, and my husband Bill and I lived on the land as renters at Treatum before we became co-owners. So we were renters. When back in the 2000s, we had an affordable one-bedroom rental there, and we were looking for a place to make a home. Much of the land available for purchase at the time was financially out of our reach. So Treatum offered us a way to become co-owners of the Treatum land and to start developing some equity as landowners, which was like you know, kind of our wildest dream sort of thing, right? So it gave us 
an opportunity to make a stable home. Sorry. I'm a crybaby. So that it has been. It's been a stable home for us. And we feel fortunate that we've had that opportunity. And an important part of the rezone for us is to be able to provide an opportunity for people who are part of the local island working life, come from similar circumstances, and to also be able to create security and equity like into what we have. And I just want to add, since we've been there, we've, we've seen families camp in the summertime almost all around us. And so this, uh, this is a, this is like, it's really close to our hearts and it's important to us that we are able to offer a similar thing to other families. Thanks. John Drew said, I have some reservations about both bylaws and am not in support of The CLS designation for the OCP, I, I would like to understand how the ecosystem uh, management proposal that was part of the 48th covenant that I think you wrote in the class is going to be impacted by this. And whether or not we're going to have a chance to see that through that research study true to maturity. My second concern is a question of taxation. I read through the uh, submission to the regional district and saw that there were multiple houses and multiple cabins or outbuildings that were identified. In fact, uh, of the four houses that were listed, every one of them was identified as being in excellent condition. Then I saw an MLS listing, I'm not sure exactly the time of it, that had the cabin up for sale for 490 something thousand, and I don't know what happened. But I then looked at the tax assessment and I saw that the property is assessed at basically 1.5 million in land and 480,000 in buildings. And with four houses of the quality of excellence and a cabin, um, there's substantially more real estate identified or real estate and infrastructure investment in the property that is being reflected in the in tax assessment. And as such, that violates some basic principles of taxation, which is because it's the value of the property that's used as a surrogate for one's ability to pay, which is a basic tenement of of property taxation. And so that seems to be highly impacted by this. And it doesn't seem fair that people are living in the property and the balance between what you pay and what you receive from government at various levels and stuff, etc., needs to be thought about. And I wonder if the community is in the position to support or fund another three building sites on this property. To which Martha Abelson added, 1081 Seascape Road, opposite uh, the south side of the road from Treetop. 
So I've been a resident there for more than 40 years and seen a lot of development and been actually part of it. I want to say that I'm in general um, very supportive of this application. Um, of course, as a realtor, I'm aware of the housing shortage and even the listing shortage on Cortez. At the moment, we have four listings and no houses available under 1.2 million. So it's an acute situation, and I'm very supportive of that. I wanted to make one comment. Actually, Tretum was originally 70 acres, and I believe it was around 2000 that they purchased 10 acres from the Loon Ranch from Hannes and Brigida Rosa. And that 10 acres was a waterfront property. Just, just a little historical thing to say that it was actually, uh, my understanding, the wish of Hannes and Brigida that the bluff be protected and there not be buildings built on the property. So that was a condition of the sale to Tretum of that land, and that is how it came about. I also wanted to comment, I know this is not part of this application, but I can't help but make a comment on the idea of having Treatum Road be public. I simply wanted to say that there is already sufficient access through Hanks Beach Park, through a trail, designated trail down to not only Hanks Beach, but to Brigida's Beach, so on the southeast rather than the northeast of Hanks Beach Point. And you can walk from Bartholomew Road through Hanks Beach and come out on the water and walk along south and come up Seascape Road with a designated beach access there. So there's plenty of easy access and movement for people through. And, and just as a note, as a neighbor, I really appreciate being able to um, sort of spend um, understood that neighbors could walk on freedom and um, I really appreciate being able to do that. Abelson also had a concern about the permitted accessory uses of the CLS zoning. So here's the list. Retail, sawmill including planer mills, wood processing, metal fabricating, common facility, accessory buildings and structures. Okay, the two, and I read the definition of retail in the zoning bylaw, and basically it permits everything except gas stations. <laughs> so conceivably one could have a grocery store or a craft store or sell lumber, and then I realized, okay, well, yes, that's in the bylaw, but most likely that won't happen, and then we move on to sawmill, including planer mills, and a concern there is sound, and I have to say that there is currently a woodworking shop on the property, and I have 
I do hear any noise from that. I do hear, and I do hear noise. And I think that this property is a residential area, and basically a sawmill is industrial. And so that is my concern, is the noise and... At which point, Regional Director Noba Anderson said... I will say just for the information of the public, that the zone that is being applied for here, the community land stewardship, and staff correct me if, I'm, if I err in any way, is uh, the second time the zone has been used on Cortez. It was developed over it adjacent to Tiber Bay in what's called Everwood or 1127, and it was created for that situation. And these applicants have just lifted that bylaw, not modified it, and applied for it. That's just the history of it. The following six speakers all spoke in favor of the proposed zoning amendment. My name is Sadhu Johnston. I really, really appreciate the conservation, the covenants that are already placed on the land. My family enjoys the path and the beach. And here in Cortez, we do have a bit of a housing crisis. You look at what's for sale, and there's, there's really nothing that is entry level at all for anybody. And so I really, really applaud the current owners for making these lots available. And I would really encourage the directors to support the application. We need more lots like this that would be available to people to buy and slowly build their own homes on it. So I am in support of the application. I understand there's some discussion around requiring road access or requiring that the road be made available to the SRD, and I, I don't support that requirement. I think the development itself, the land itself, has contributed a lot through the access to the public for the trails and the covenants, and I don't see that public access on that road or having that road be publicly owned would, would add value at this point. So I, I don't support requiring that as, as a contingency on this rezoning. So, My name is Dee Clark, and... And you might very well say that living out in Whaletown, I have really no place at this hearing because what possible bearing on me can this decision have? But I think it actually does have a bearing on the community at large. And if you have been involved in local business in the last few years and have attempted a hiring of any kind, then you know the extreme challenge of trying to hire into a community where there is no stable housing that you can offer to your employees. So for that reason alone, I would be in support of this proposal because I think any addition to our housing stock that is accessible to people of modest means and is not simply more trophy homes for the super rich is a good thing and therefore I support this. I also uh, support the property owners generally in their existing conservancy of the property. I think they have been model community members and model owners of a large property in permitting public access in covenanting their waterfront rather than, say, subdividing it for profit. And I think that this proposal, if I understand it correctly, is not about subdividing a property and selling off little pieces to the highest bidder, but is about welcoming some community members into a land partnership which will enable them to acquire security, and I'm very much behind that. It's Corey Dow, and I'm here speaking as a private resident of Cortez. I've rented on Cortez for the last 13 years, and I would like to support and echo the excellent statements made by Dee Clark and Sadhu Johnson 
about the importance of the opportunity for working class island residents, residents who make the services and amenities of this island happen, like Hollyhock or the natural food co-op or the Gorge Marina store or a post office, or people who also sit on boards and support those organizations and, and help them to run and make it a vibrant community here. And I would just like to say that I greatly support the Treatum community in making these three sites available to working class community members, and I'm fully in support of the bylaw amendment. My name is Wayne Roberts, and I live at 513 Highfield Road, which is in the neighborhood of the subject property. And I would like to speak in favor of the development. The property owners have demonstrated great community spirit and by doing the covenants that they have, one covenant on the forest lot, and especially the other covenant, which is on the waterfront right beside Hanks Beach, which has a very small waterfront presence. And that site could have been put over to a really nice lot on the bluffs overlooking the beach and provided housing for one person, one family. And the, the Treatum community decided to leave that for the public as access to the beach and to Hanks Beach. And a very special part of their property is basically an adjunct to the Hanks Beach Park. Three more lots will definitely add to the tax base if somebody has concerns about that. Don Tennant, 1013 Seascape, probably the nearest driveway to the Treatum driveway. The people at Treatum have been really good stewards of the land. I think that any development that they do is likely to continue to, to be in, in view of protecting the environment. As far as the taxation situation is concerned, I would imagine that's probably got something to do with the land conservancy being taxed at a lower rate. We used to have a farm and the ALR allowed you to have much lower taxation rates, so that's probably something in there. Anyway, about the access road being public, I don't think that's necessary. It's a lovely road. If you made it wider, you'd have to take trees out. It would be kind of uglified the place. Uh, I have a class one license. I've driven any combination of uh, trucks and buses and things, and there's nowhere on that place that you can't get the fire truck in. Like Quad Builders delivers pro uh, product there, so there's no need for any larger road. I've also spoken to Alex and Carolyn, who live adjacent to us but are rarely here. They have no issues with with the bylaw either. And uh, Steve Brady, and I live on the adjoining property. I uh, fully support the application. As many of you know, this is something that I've been wanting to support for since we've been there. Higher density, greater opportunity for more affordable housing, uh, greater opportunity for increased food security. And I think this is certainly going in the, in the right direction. After the Cortez residents were finished, it was the regional director's turn. Jim Abram wondered about a passage in the staff report. Negotiations are ongoing between staff and the applicants regarding provision of a statutory right of public trail use. So this property is not being required by highways to 
provide a standard either strata road or regular road to join all of these properties together. Is that correct? John Neal, one of the SRD staff, replied, uh, No, but it's not a subdivision. It's a, um, it's a rezoning. So there's no uh, road dedication required to, to a Ministry of Transportation. Okay, so no road dedication, but the comment about negotiations ongoing between staff and the applicants regarding the statutory right-of-way. Should those negotiations fail, then what? I believe, Madam uh, Chair, that these negotiations have, have concluded. The applicants will not be uh, providing a statutory right-of-way, but they will be allowing public access through their lands. Director Anderson explained. Jim, just for clarity, there, there was some discussion and input from uh, members of the public here about that. That, as I said at the beginning, the APC had suggested uh, negotiations for a public trail dedication along the driveway or, or somewhere. Um, that is not what is part of the package at present. And some speakers here spoke to that about, um, I think, mostly saying that they were fine with that, but you can go back to the record. Uh, but that is, the negotiations have completed and it's not on the table. Regional Director Brenda Lee also had a question. Uh, I went through the chair to our um, John Neal. Could you please confirm the total build out of houses on the property, primary and secondary dwellings that'll be considered in these bylaws? Uh, through the chair, um, um, directly eight dwellings. So eight dwellings, how many cabins? Does that include the cabins? One additional cabin is permitted. For each one or for all of them? Like what's the total number, bottom uh, line? Eight, eight, eight houses plus one cabin per property. So there's only one property here, so eight uh, plus the one cabin. Nine dwellings. Nine dwellings? Yes, that's correct. And they're all on one title? Like one parcel? That's correct, yes. Which is not that outrageously uncommon over here on Cortez, I just got to say. In, in town, it's almost unheard of. It just goes back to um, John Drew's point that from a taxation point of view, if people are paying parcel taxes for public services in the regional district, that they would be taxed for one parcel, not for nine dwellings. That's so right. they're getting That's quite they're getting quite the discount on taxes. And at present, there are no parcel taxes on Cortez, so that's not an issue in practice here. Director and <coughs> Director Anderson closed the public rezoning meeting for Treatum. I just really want to offer my gratitude to staff and directors for doing this combined virtual in-person. I know there's debate on whether we should do in-person or the combination and you know all kinds of studies and thoughts have been into that. But what this showed me beyond my expectations is that everybody but one participated in person. And I think we had about 30 people in the room. So really I'm seeing basically imperative on Cortez to have an important component. So I'm just really grateful for all the juggling that everyone's done to make this happen. Okay, um, no further comment sheets. Are we done? Okay, I declare this public hearing closed. And thank you for coming.